welcome to Precure Podcast Engaged, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure friend. Oh, no, wait, sorry, this is Ben 10. I messed it up. No, you're not wrong, though. We do try to watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. But this time, we are trying to watch all of Ben 10. I am Charlie, your handy-dandy plumber. And I am Cassidy, the one who's given up on the bit. (laughs) I haven't yet. And today, we are watching episode 10 of Ben 10, Lucky Girl. Also known as Lucky Girl. But before we get into the episode, we have a first time for the podcast. Because not only is one guest joining us, but there are two. Please introduce yourselves. Uh, Who should go first? (laughs) I'm Silva, use they them pronouns, and I'm just here to fuck around with some magic, I guess. I am Chris, Chris, he, him. Happy to be here, and I'm here for the same reason Silva is, because this episode started one of the fandoms that was my first fandoms next to Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. It is good to have you both back on the podcast. I believe, Silva, you've been here for Ben 10 before. This will be my fourth time returning for Ben 10, I think. Has it been four times? I know I've, I was on a Precure episode, and I think three Ben 10 episodes? Ah, okay. You're counting Precure, okay. Wait, I don't remember. I don't remember specifics. Good news. Neither do I. Yes, I don't know if you've been on for Ben 10, Chris. No, this is my first Ben 10 episode. Um, I've been on for a Precure episode before with you guys, but no, this is my first Ben 10 one. Do we have Ben 10 questions, Cassidy? I mean, we have Ben 10 questions, but I don't think there's Ben 10 questions that we ask our guests. Yeah, I don't think we've ever asked them. Which, I don't know if we should, considering we ask them every time we get a new guest on Pretty Care. I mean, okay, here's one we could ask if you wanted to ask questions. Okay. You want, you know, what's your favorite alien form? I'm partial to the werewolf. Yeah, okay. I, I was questioning whether or not I should limit you to the first ten. But <laughs> okay, yeah, I was about to say, like, which grouping, like, theories or what have you? You can say it of any of them. We'll just not know what the fuck you're talking about. I know about the werewolf. I know there's, like, universal monsters. I'm thinking. Hold on one second. Mm. Take your time. Charlie, what's your favorite alien form? Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember all of them. Ah. But I think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Charlie. It's okay. I think from what I remember and what I know, you know, I think I like Heat Blast. What about you? Uh, mine's, uh, oh god, is it, is it Cannon Bolt? Is that what they call him? I do believe it's Cannon Bolt, yeah. Yeah, Cannon Bolt. I like that one. Mine's Big Chill. Hmm. I like Cannon Bolt because I like any character whose main ability is they roll up into a ball. It's one of the best abilities, honestly. This I know about you, Cassidy. The one thing you gotta know about me is that I love it when someone rolls up into a ball. That's why you're a big fan of Sonic. (laughs) Now, are you a fan of Sonic because of that, or is that a favorite character trait because of Sonic? Um. (laughs) Asking the real question. That's a good question. Here's the thing. Uh, Of all the things that you can do in Classic Sonic, I think rolling into a ball is the best one of the things that you can do. That's because I think Classic Sonic is not actually very good. Mm. Hmm. Like I think it's fine, but I'm not. I'm not like super into them as much as I am the 3D Sonic video games. 
which you turn into a ball a lot less than those. You do. And the very little I know. But this isn't about Sonic the Hedgehog. It's about Ben 10. And the introduction of magic into the series. Yes. So let us get into the episode. We start off in a museum where they're being shown this old book and there's only one copy ever in the world. Yes, the Arcomoda Book of Spells. Yep. And it, it's, it's said that way and not Ar- Arcomoda, which is how I want to say it. It's the Arcomoda Book of Spells. Contains ancient witchcraft and runes from the late 1600s, which Gwen also knows. But, you know, she's really into magic. And she's annoying the tour guide, apparently, I think. Yes. Well, you know. When, I guess if you're a tour guide and someone else knows more than you, it could be annoying, but... Fair. I don't know. I think that's a good thing. Can we talk about this museum for a second, how nifty it looks? Yeah, I, w- I want to guess that they're, like, somewhere in the Louisiana area. They are. Oh, 100%. It's Louisiana. I'm, it's like, I like to visit a museum like this someday. There's hopefully no weird guy uh, with a staff. Uh... Covering approximately two inches off the ground at all times. (laughs) (laughs) An unknown other self of Phantom. Mm. The the one that's uh, problematically appropriating culture. Yes. Uh, Do we get his name at all in this episode? I don't think so. Nope. I I bounce back and forth between calling him Spell Guy, Spell Man. What's his name? Should I just give you his name? I called him creepy guy a lot. You can, but I'm not going to remember it. Fair. What is... So Hex approaches the glass case and starts monologuing about the Book of Spells after chasing people off, I think. No, no, he makes them float up to the ceiling. Uh, Very slowly float to the ceiling. Hex is a short name. I can remember that. That's the name of my favorite Skylander. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but he's here for the book. Um... He wants all of its powers. Mm-hmm. His first uh, spell uh, when he breaks the glass to uh, get the book. It's not, but my brain wanted to uh, hear it as Fusoda. Hmm. Yeah, the incantations in the Ben 10 series as a whole make absolutely no sense. On the wikia, there's a list of spells and retconning and canonity, not to mention. Language usage have no real bearing. It's just all nonsense words. Yep. I feel like all magic should just use nonsense words. Make it harder to do magic, but could be fun. Hmm. Just I think, think of- all magic should just use very poorly put together rhyming couplets. <laughs> and you can do the magic with whatever words you want as long as it's a poorly put together rhyming couplet. I mean, it's definitely a fun way to do it. True. Though I imagine it'll also get annoying after a certain point. You see, that's what you have to put up with if you're going to do magic. Yeah. It's a test of endurance. It's a test of your patience. Is the magic worth it? <laughs> Fair, I guess. That's one way to do a trial. But yes. So, the guy reaches for the book, uh, and Ben is about to go hero, but uh, Hex turns around and just lets them all go. Uh... As Ben decides to transform in midair. Mm-hmm. He, he's going hero. And he is able to uh, stop everyone from just uh, 
plummeting straight into the ground. By grabbing a tapestry off the wall and using it as a net. Even though it could be who knows how old and could end up getting trashed like like what happened in Scooby doing the witch's ghost. Yeah, but that would still, you know, slow it down for a second. You know? Yeah, people, it would slow the fall enough to not harm them. True. But it'll cause a damage to tapestry at the same time. So, yeah, what's... well, everything else is already getting damaged anyways. So you're this valuing is... a tapestry more than people's lives? This, this is true. You. Both these things are true. And, like, later, skipping to the end, Gwen just breaks all those charms, even though they, earlier they said, we should put these in the museum. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Also, Hex says immediately set this tapestry on fire to try and attack Ben. I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, fuck tapestries. <laughs> Pardon my French. Yeah. And eventually, Gwen and Grandpa just throw trash cans at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, the trash cans are acceptable. Yeah. Right. And this ben... knocks off one of the runes. No, no. Charm. No, it's a. Uh, then uh, channels uh, the flash and does a speed tornado. Uh, and this knocks off one of the charms. Mm-hmm. The luck charm. <laughs> then we get a, a bit of a funny. Uh, the part where Ben's like, yeah, I'm going to keep things low-key, and then we see him... Uh, Hyping him himself up in the camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ben. How does this kid still have a secret identity? Well, I mean, he's an alien. Yeah, he's in alien form. Hmm. I think he knows enough not to say, oh, I'm Ben 10, and I can turn into aliens. I suppose. My name's Benjamin Tennyson. I live at XXY Street. In such and such city of a certain state of the United States. Mm. There's just a lot of aliens uh, in the U.S. now. That's probably true anyways. It's always true. There's always been lots of aliens. This is also true. We are inside the West Bucket now, and Gwen is pissed off because no one appreciates the things she does. She doesn't like that Ben is getting all this (gasps) attention. Especially because while he is doing hero stuff, it was pure luck that he's able to do so. While Ben is digging through his loot of ill-gotten gains. I don't think ill-gotten gains, they're just, you know... Trophies from all the villains he beat up. Well, at the risk of being the devil's... They're not ill-gotten, they're just gotten. They're just (laughs) gotten gains. Okay, devil's advocate here, sorry. Like I said, I was probably going to end up doing this before we started recording. Um, Technically speaking... It's not still theft of evidence or what have you from criminals or what have you. While I mean, true, the cops didn't put it in evidence. Besides, cops are the ones who do most of the thieving in the United States. Yeah, that's true. While an, a distinct possibility, every hero in basically any story takes a trophy. Yeah, I can't believe Batman stole that giant penny from whoever he got that giant penny from. Oh yeah. Also, okay. if most of. I Sorry. can't believe Batman stole an entire T-Rex. <laughs> also, some of this stuff is taken from aliens. And I think it's better that they have the check and not uh, the cops. Yeah. I don't trust the cops to do anything right with alien tech. This episode is going to be all over the place. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it can't be any worse than normal, sort of. We have four people here. Listen, just me and Cassidy, we can go off topic. Mm -hmm. And that's even when they don't talk about lacrosse. (laughs) 
Gwen is like, hey, Ben, you're only cool because of your watch. Like, it's not the things that you're doing. It's your Which watch. It's true. I, yes, I, it's I'm, true. I mean, <laughs> it's the truth. It is the truth. But I will, in Ben's defense, he does have to be the one to do all the stuff that he does. That is fair. But before the watch, he was a loser who got bullied. Yeah, but so was Peter Parker before he got bitten by a radioactive spider. So many concrete references. He is cool because of the watch, but he's a hero because of his own stuff. Yeah, so Gwen just says, you're just plain lucky. Uh, as he gives decides to be nice and give her the uh, the charm that he got uh, from the museum, which she wears as a necklace in the ambulance, packs awakened. And gets free. The way he floats is a little funny because he just he's just sitting cross like it as he's floating. Well, spoilers in all fairness, he can do it like that because his um levitation comes to us courtesy of telekinesis. So yeah. Oh no, I don't doubt that he can do it. I just think it's funny the way he does do it. Well, at like, least it's original. He, yeah, <laughs> just just the position. Like I'm just gonna sit as I float. Just gonna chill here. I mean, you gotta be comfortable. Can't I can't imagine having your legs just kind of dangling while you float around is any kind of comfortable. Yeah, I definitely don't have a character that does that. I never really thought about it though. This isn't the time. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Silva? I was gonna, that's something you should definitely consider. You know, the comfort of your characters when they use their powers. Yeah. So we're in a restaurant. There's one final crawfish on the. I thought these were shrimps at first. Are shrimps the same as crawfish? I don't are, think so. They are the same family, but not the same thing. And crawfish take a, taste a million times better. I don't know if I've ever had crawfish, but I will take your word for it. So we get the first instance of this uh, charm being used, where Gwen wants the the crawfish uh, because, um, you know, Ben had more than her. Um, and he goes to grab it, and what ends up happening is that her, the charm glows, and his fork gets flung in a way that causes a guy to, like, throw his glass, which gets caught in the little, like, spinny things that, like, restaurants have, like, where you put the, the thing. A Rube Goldberg machine basically happens, giving Gwen the victory. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she is lucky now. One of the crawfish, uh, this sends like a, these are living crawfish, I guess. I thought they were just raw, but, uh, when they get, uh, sent out into the, uh, restaurant and land on Ben, one of them does crawl into his nose. Yeah, crawfish are best cooked when they're alive going into the water. Things I didn't know. I'm having uh, flashbacks to that one, se- that one horrific CGI movie about the grocery store. So, I, I just want to talk about the cra- how the crawfish look in this show. Okay. Because if you Google a picture of a crawfish, it, it is not quite what we see here. As a matter of fact, I think the thing that was drawn in this episode is just exactly the same as the shrimp from RuneScape. <laughs> hmm. Let me get a picture of the RuneScape shrimp. I thought you were going to show us a picture of crawfish. Question. Oh, I- I can send you a picture of a crawfish, too. This is going to sound horrible, what I'm about to say, and I'm sorry for this, but what are, are those? Are you sure those aren't baby crawfish? And oh my god, I can't believe I actually said that. Uh, no. 
Um, no, they definitely did just draw shrimp in the episode. Huh. Then here's the, uh, here's the RuneScape shrimp. They are pointier than I remember them being. They are very pointy. Hmm. Yeah, I think they decided that they were in Louisiana, so they said crawfish, but their designer was like, eh, I'll just draw shrimp. That's what I know. Well, I mean, if you drew a crawfish, people would be like, what are these tiny lobsters? <laughs> ah, but if you call it a crawfish. Hmm. Crawfish versus crayfish versus crawdad. I don't know which one is which, or if they are different at all. Uh, I, I couldn't I even remember. begin. If I remember correctly, they're all just the same thing. That's what I assumed. Yeah, it, that's just different regional names for all for them. We learn things on this podcast. Some of it is about lacrosse. Some of it is about seafood. Gwen notices that the necklace is glowing, so I think she gets an idea of what's happening, like, pretty much from the start of her lucky streak. But yes, Gwen gets the crawfish, and then we cut back to Hex. And Hex is just throwing things around in the the the, the, the museum. I can say words. Yeah, because Hex is here looking for the Book of Spells again. It's in the vault, as a security guard tells him. Which is going to absolutely stop this wizard. I mean, yeah, who... I am not standing up to the man who just came in, like, ripped the ripped the wall off or whatever, floated everyone up trying to rob the place. If he asks me a thing, he's getting whatever he's asking for. I don't care. What if you had superpowers of your own? If I had superpowers, I'd probably stand up. But if I'm as myself, no, fuck that. I mean, also, like, if you just don't know or, the, or don't have access to the thing, maybe. Or it's yeah. just like, you could, all the best you could say is, it's in the vault. Don't hurt me. Which, again, this, that will not stop this wizard. He does have the plane of staff and boom. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it'll, it'll stop him. I'm just saying, you know, you don't have to be like, all right, here it is. Here's the thing that I'm going to give you. He just because he can't. Yeah. I think I think the security guard maybe was just, you know, playing along as possi- as much as possible. I suppose. I agree. But he gets the book, because his vault does not stop him. Um, and he tries to use it, like, right away, but one of his charms is missing, and if one of the charms is missing, he can't access the power of this book. And he's like, of course, the battle with that speed creature, and I love that description for Accelerate. It's on the nose. And we cut back to the family. The streets of Louisiana. Uh, and they're having a good time laughing about uh, what happened to Ben. Um, and Gwen says, hey, thanks for the charm. As a uh, thank you for it, I'm gonna get you some ice cream. I thought it was a hot dog stand because there was Same. mustard later. I'm pretty it sure. It is a hot dog stand. stand. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's a hot dog stand. It's a hot dog cart, Charlie. Uh, she says the words ice cream. I am just Do- telling did you. She? Did she? She does not. Like one she please. says hot dogs. No, I... Hold on, hold on. I got it. I'm pulling up the episode again. <laughs> I am 100% sure she goes to buy hot dogs. <laughs> Lucky girl, the episode where everyone is, is always debating. Hold on. I gotta wait for HBO Max to load. I swear to God I heard the words ice cream. I didn't hear any words. The most I heard was her say, one please. Same. She said, okay, I'm looking at the... 
what happened when I watched this episode? <laughs> because I'm looking at the subtitles and she says, I'll get you something in return. She does say one place. But I swear to God, she says, I'll get you ice cream. What? Where even is the scene? <laughs> there it is. I don't, I don't know what happened. How did I hear the words ice cream when it was not said? I don't know. Wait, I have to like unmute this because I, I, I have to. I have to. Yeah. I, maybe I misheard one place because I wasn't looking at the screen. And I heard Could that be. as ice cream. Or maybe you just had ice cream in the brain. Ice cream is good. At anyways. <laughs> yes, this is a hot dog stand. There is no ice cream here. There are some hooligans standing on a purse. Gramps tries to stop them. He stands in their way and they're just, they get all, they get a big head trying to fight the old man. And then Ben's like, all right, I'm going to go heroes. And then Lucky's like, no. Nah. And then Gwen's like, no, nah, I got this. Yeah, he's having trouble uh, starting his watch uh, as they approach uh, Gramps and Gwen. And the Rube Goldberg er, machine kicks up again. Yeah, because Gwen knocks into a juggler whose unicycle hits one of them and then also his pin. Yeah. So the unicycle hits one in the chest, then the pins go up in the air and fall on another one's head, essentially taking both out of commission. Um, one of them stumbles into Grandpa Max and he just bear hugs the dude. Um, the one who got hit on the head by the pins um, at, at the end of it tries uh tries to go I don't remember the whole sequence but I do remember he tries to get up after getting hit in the head by the pins and just a flower pot ends up falling on him <laughs> yes oh yes and the hot dog cart goes rolling through and slams one into a wall which definitely killed that man that's because some mustard got uh squeezed into his face cuz Gwen steps on it this mustard bottle is red, which I know it doesn't have to be yellow to be mustard. Brown mustard is Wait, a hold thing. Hold on. Hold on. Let me take a look at this again. What? Oh, do you not believe me this time? I don't believe you this time. I, I believe that it has like a red cap on it or something, maybe, but... Your brain is already proven to implant things not here this episode, Charlie. No, this time I am. Right, hold on. I'm not about the spot. I just need this pause menu to go away. Please and thank you, HBO Max. Yeah, it's got a yellow... No, okay, hold on. There's animation error, because the top of the cap was yellow until she stepped on it. And then it becomes red. Is that... I'm curious now, is that animation error on Nobakia? Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> Come on. But it is, in fact, a red bottle. And it temporarily has a yellow cap until she steps on it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wasn't making it up this time. <laughs> Listen, we've already had to talk about whether or not that frog was pink, okay? Okay, but I wouldn't- okay, but purple and pink are pretty close in colors, and- That one was extremely pink, Charlie. Listen. That particular error is not on the wikia. Okay, it was pink, but it could have been purple. Anyways, yellow and red are much- I'm done you. (laughs) Yellow and red are word distinct, so I wouldn't mistake one for the other. It was more that I also wanted to double check because I thought it was like a still yellow, but had like a red red label on it or something like a Golden's Deli mustard or something. Does that mustard is turning out fun? But yes, uh, Gwen gets a uh, complimented for this uh, 
uh, no lady's like, you're a hero, even though she really just kind of stumbled into things. Yeah, okay, here's the thing. Is that I think that as a hero, uh, Lucky Girl would be uh, not in- not liked by the public because all of her powers involve causing immense collateral damage. Yeah. Yes. Um, by which I mean, uh, no, I can talk about this again later because the other scene will be well. The other scene is a better example, but yeah, her the way her power works is just everything goes wrong for everyone but her. Yeah. And also. Sometimes for her also. Well, like, not uh, I, in, the, in the later one. Okay, two. Like, nothing bad comes of it, but like she is in life-threatening situations that she was not in before she started using the power. While true, she does not. No harm comes to her. Um, two counterpoints to this. First off, the collateral damage thing. Diamond Head transformation has literally left gigantic crystals in the road. We're we're yeah. not saying that Di- we're not saying Ben is particularly well liked. We're just saying unequivocally, Lucky Girl would not be liked as a hero. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Girl threat or menace. But the thing is, um, later on in the series, Lucky Girl is low liked because her powers are not luck based anymore. But we'll get to that li- uh, later episode, I imagine. Yeah, way down the line. Yeah, we are so... we are just speaking as her powers work at the moment. She would not be well liked because of them. True. So she's getting praised. I think Ben was looking really, really sour about everything, and then Gwen looks to her left and she sees an absolutely gorgeous mask. I love it. I want it. Yeah, and, she's like like, these... and she gets an idea of like my hero costume. I do like the sign for this mask uh shop because it just says mask, but the M is a mask. It's genius marketing. Yeah, typography. It's wonderful. Gotta be on brand. I would shop at this mask shop. So would I. Put the shop in my next masks. So where are we? It's the next day. And Grandpa is snoring. And Ben is like, hey, Gwen isn't this the worst? Gwen? Because Gwen is outside. Testing our powers. Doing some, doing some basketball tricks. Hmm. She's just throwing a basketball and it's going... Wherever she needs it to. Yes. Uh, ben is like, hey, why why are you able to do these things? He's like, I'm charmed. When this narc when this narcless what am I saying? When this necklace glows, everything goes my way. I don't know why I said narc wanted to say narcless. Narcolepsy. It's the only other word I can think of that's close to the word you were trying to say. Grandpa wakes up, but uh, before they can do anything, they're, uh, this construction site that they're parked next to, just things start going badly. You know, I have to say, like, a lot of the times in this episode where, like, things go bad besides the stealing with Hex, like, there are around a lot of accidents. Or, like, crimes. Well, you're a cartoon character in a superhero world, what do you expect? Yeah, you're the, you're the main character group in a world of heroes. And even beyond that... We know the charm manipulates luck. What if it's like a butterfly effect? Like everything's going lucky here, so it takes away balance elsewhere, and this happens. I mean, it certainly seems to be that way for Ben. Because literally every time she uses the charm, Ben has some sort of bad luck, such as not being able to get the Omnitrix to work. I had a bit more of a uh, fucked up thought of. It's not that she's taking luck for everything, it's that her luck powers are manifesting by 
putting her into situations where she can use it so she can prove that she's a hero. Any of these things are true when it comes to magic. But yeah, so uh, things are going bad at the construction site and uh, Ben transforms as Gwen runs off to go put on her hero costume. Which she changes remarkably quick. Well, it's very basic, you have to admit. While true, she was in jeans and a long sleeve shirt before with tennis shoes. That she got all of that off and got into what looks like a full-on like bodysuit romper style thing. Counterpoint, she was wearing the bodysuit underneath her regular clothes. So she just had to put on the shoes and the mask. The sleeves of it are longer than the sleeves of her normal shirt, though. She could still have it rolled up. I, uh, she, she is lucky, so it, the who luck might have helped her put it on pretty fast. It is wild, though, but you gotta have those quick changes when you're a superhero. Yep. You gotta learn how to change quickly. I know, it's just, she's not super-powered, really. She's just lucky, so it's amazing. It's, uh, it's, bleh. my brain is not able to process that she's able to change so quickly. Yeah, I understand. Because, like, for, you know, Superman and Spider-Man and stuff, they are super-powered in physical ways, so it makes sense that they can do that quickly. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit faster than, you know, it would actually be, but we see Ben turn into Wild Mutts. Uh, I think Grams tries to go to save one of the dudes who's, like, in a truck that's been, like, crushed under some stuff and it looks like it might explode Gwen appears and says lucky girl is gonna go rescue him and her necklace glows and allows her to get the guy free so I want to talk about this this is what I was talking about earlier about the, the collateral damage stuff Okay. because Ben was absolutely going to be able to save two of these guys no problem literally no problem he was up there he's almost there not even causing any damage and then suddenly the entire fucking construction site just falls apart because she's having to do her fucking Three Stooges routine down there. Yeah. Again, though, it's not like Ben hasn't caused his unfair share of damage, though. Though I will admit, Cassidy, that you do have a point. Yeah, and this also messes up things for Ben, where uh, this ends up, like, throwing an elevator up as he's trying to rescue the two guys, and it just, it, it goes well, like, everyone's saved, but, like, there's a lot of destruction. Yeah, and Ben got dunked on pretty harshly there. He ends up in the cement truck, and I feel like that's really dangerous. Like, I especially, know he's okay, but... Especially for Wild Mutt, considering he can't see his Wild Mutt. He senses with his weird non-gill gill, gill he things. He smells with his gills. He has sniff sight. It's more like a thermal sniff sight as well. It's weird, and... So... Gwen is eating it up for the camera crews, which, where did they come from so fast? They're in the middle of a town. Meh. It's their superpowers. True. So she's giving herself her superheroine name, and she's eating it up for the crowd. And I think th- when we cut away to, to Hex seeing where the charm of luck went. Yeah. Yeah, because he sees uh, Gwen's interview on a bunch of TVs. And he recognizes what should be his. Yes. And then we cut to the rust bucket where um, Gwen is expositing about the charms of Bazelle. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's smart girl. Yep. So what do we think about these six char- these six powers? Pyrokinesis, electrokinesis, animation, reincarnation, 
luck, and telekinesis. What do we think about this Pacific power set? It, it's definitely a weird combo together, but it's fun. That is interesting, uh, because she talks about it, uh, and there are six of them, but she only lists five of those things. Pyro, Electro, Telekinesis, Reincarnation, Luck, Animation. Yeah, she does not... I wrote Fire twice, but she definitely only says five of them. Oh. No, she only lists four of them. Hmm. She says, this charm is Luck. There are also charms for Fire, Levitation, and Reincarnation. She does not list all of them. Oh. Whoops. Reincarnation's a weird one to have. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that was a writer there. I think it, that's supposed to be rejuvenation for like healing. It, it the way it was, the way it was already like the way it is later established that one works. It definitely feels like just rejuvenation or healing is a better name for it. I mean, the research that Gwen could be doing now could be like inaccurate or not complete. Especially since she only lists four of the charms out of six. Mm. So Gwen is happy because she's like, well, his loss is my gain. And Ben is um, apparently a four-year-old child upset about the new baby. Maybe because um, she's talking about it. I mean, he has every right to be upset considering her doing her thing actually put him in harm's way. True. Like... If this wasn't a cartoon world and there weren't con- and there were consequences for the action for their actions, Ben probably would not have survived falling from that high into a cement truck. This is true. But anyways, um, Grandpa was like, "I'm afraid was your gain. We need to get that to the museum." And my main thought is, why? Yeah, like what, the museum has shown, they cannot protect these things. Why can not Gwen keep this charm? When you let Ben have a genetically sealed watch to his wrist, which admittedly there's, you can't do much about that. He can't, he can't get it off his wrist, yeah. Like, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is 100%. something he could technically do something with. Yes, but he also still lets him collect his trophies. So, I feel like turnabout's fair play here. Yeah, but as far as they know, those things are broken. Like, it's not like the anime, Animo helmet works anymore. Or whatever. Yeah, it's stuff that can't they can't do anything with, so there's no harm in it. But this is doing active harm. Though turning it into the museum is just a bad play in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Museum is a bad play. Doing something with it, uh, I would definitely say that's a fair choice. So Gwen wants to keep it. Ben's upset, at, but uh, he at least wants to try it first because he wants to be the only hero, which again, upset about the new baby. Justifiably so, admittedly. But still, upset. And what were they? What happened next? I forgot. I mean, wouldn't you at least want to try it first, though? Like, it's not like he's saying, I want to have it. He just wants to try it. He wants to see what it's like. Yeah, and he, he's seeing how well it's going for her. So he's like, well, what if we combine the... Lives. He wants to like, what if we combine the luck with alien stuff? Hmm. Oh, what if I was just an incredibly lucky alien? There might be an alien out there that does that for all we know. I would 100% not doubt there is. Um... So what happened again? What happened after they were arguing about this? I forgot. Uh, uh, they hear Hex, a thing on the radio. Yeah. Hex started making problems trying to get Lucky Girl to show up. Ah, uh, and it works. Because of course it does. They're the heroes. So what do we think of this horror house in the making? 
It's they they got monster housed. Hmm. Yeah. The house is alive and it does not like people. This is just a trap to lure to lure uh Gwen here because once she's here, uh Hex is like, Hell yeah. Time to get my charm back. And he starts by um using the animation and charm at the wazoo. Yeah. Uh, she runs up some stairs, and he ends up, like, destroying those stairs. Uh, and Ben does transform. I did guess that he was gonna turn into forearms, even though we don't see this right away. Forearms is a good play here, to be fair. Yeah. And because there's some people, like, on a balcony, uh, type area, uh, that get, like, knocked over by a hex, um, and Ben is able to grab it so that they don't, like, Fall to their death. Yep. Grandpa ends up catching one of the people, though, as she falls, which is good. Mm-hmm. Team effort. Yeah. So Gwen swings on a chandelier uh, and gets over to uh, where the others are. And while this seems to be going, like, pretty bad, it does end up with them all on the chandelier, and it, like, drops down, but stops right before they land on the ground. So everyone's safe, because the luck power is still working. Um, but this Hex really wants Gwen, so she runs off after uh, throwing a curtain and a suit of armor onto him. Um, she shows up in like this like living area, and you know, luckily hits a button, a hidden button, to unlock a door in the fireplace to the where she crypt. can escape. That leads down to the crypt. <laughs> yes. It's wild. Which, do you think people are actually allowed down there when they're visiting this house? Uh, Probably not. I feel like... No, they're not going to let people into the weird Skyrim dungeon. Well, I feel like it might be like... I feel like it might be a hidden part of a tour. If you find the button, you get to explore the crypt. Hmm. I mean, there's all... I mean, it could just be there as part of, like, a feature. Because I I know, like, I have been on tours of, like... Hey, this is a place full of a bunch of skulls. A bunch of real human skulls. Hmm. There's like a thousand of them in here. Would you like to come wow. see them? And you know what? I sure did like to go see them. Well, in all fairness, aren't there like <laughs> tours of the Paris catacombs with skulls? Yep, oh, that's 100%. the one I was talking about. <laughs> that is the one I was talking about. And fun thing, if you don't have a guide, you will get lost in the catacombs. So Hex, is, 100%. So Hex decides to be a creepy necromancer by zooming in out of left field. Yeah, he tries to immobilize her, but the charm allows her to, like, push on just the right stone to have it knock through the wall. Um, and, the like, it messes things up, so he's unable to cast a spell. But finally, after a bit of chasing, and I will say Gramps and Ben are following behind, uh, he does get her tangled up in some roots and is able to steal the charm back. It's a good, like, ca- like, uh, I did not camera work, but, like... Cat and mouse? No, no, we see the roots, like, cover up Gwen's vision as he does that to her, and then we see getting pulled apart where, from Ben, and I just think that's... Some yeah, that is, like, very, that's a good, like... I, I know what you're going for, Charlie. I'm also yeah. blanking on the term. Camera work? Point of view? Well, I don't know if it's camera work when it's animated, is the thing. It, it's still camera work, I think. Okay. Hex is out there. He's not using the book. He's creating a storm. He's not screaming in the sky, but, you know, same vibes. 
Yes, so many Ben Ravencroft vibes. That's not the vibe I was making reference to. <laughs> I was making a pretty clear reference. Ah. I don't remember that character's name, though. Sorry, which character? I've been a little zoned out. Uh, from the first seat, second, from the second half of the first season, the guy who, scre- the businessman who screams in the sky. Oh, 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 the, uh, the one that has wind powers. Yes. Oh, God, I don't remember any of their names except for, um, Belzang. He was the short old man. Yeah. Was it, like, Juno? Was he Juno? I think so, or Juna. I think it was Juna. Uh, why are you looking that up? So he's trying to use, he's using the book, and Ben jumps on him, stops him for a moment. It's Juna. Juna, okay. Um, but this doesn't really stop Hex. He ends up turning, they're in like a graveyard, which gets fucking wrecked. Uh, and Hex turns the stones to life, and they go attack. The gargoyles. But what he doesn't expect is a rock being thrown at his leg, and then at his head. As it knocks him out. The one, two. You don't need powers to throw a rock at a guy. That's no. a life advice for everyone out there. You don't need powers to throw a rock at a guy. Pod says. So, again, I'm blinking. Is this when they beat him, or was that it? Or does he do more? Uh, well, he's um, basically taken care of right now. Yeah, he's kind of taken care of, and they're fighting the gargoyles. Yeah, Grandpa just yeah. takes a, picks up a, just a giant piece of rebar and yeah. like he's Ben Grimm the thing and just smacks a gargoyle with it. Ben draws a sword, uh, he I guess grabs a, Yeah, he grabs yeah. a statue sword and just destroys another one. Just absolutely yeah. breaks it upon a gargoyle's face. Hex wakes up and he's like, oh, I'm gonna do stuff. But no, he, his, uh... His charms are missing little... and he doesn't have a staff, so no magic. Yeah. And they just throw him into a crypt next, and close it. Yep, next to a body yep. skeleton. Yep. And then Gwyn breaks the stones. Which, why? Well, because people are doing bad stuff with them. There's a Benton content creator I follow there on YouTube that would have suggested that this would have been a better start for Gwen to becoming a mage than what happens later on in the series, and I kind of agree. Let Gwen keep the charm. Uh, it, it definitely would have been, but um, one, the stones are needed to fully utilize the Book of Spells, so having the stones available and around, even if in her possession, just poses a danger to the world entirely. I think they're a little too powerful for Gwen right now. Mm, I suppose. But it's still something worth debating, I think. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. But, uh, it's too late. She destroys them, uh, and Hex gets arrested. And back in the, in the West Bucket, Gwen, uh, gets Ben to say, hey, you did a good job. Uh, and, and he's like, and I'm never, yeah, he's on. like, I'm never saying that again. He's like, you don't need to. And she pulls out a cassette player where she just recorded him saying it. And tortures him with and tortures him with it, and then we zoom in on the lucky girl mask, which shimmers. Yep. End of episode. End of episode. It was a good episode. Yep. One of my favorites. Uh, I like the start of uh, Gwen uh, having uh, magic. Yep. Even though, I guess it does get a little weird when it reveals she's an alien. Yeah. So that's my main issue. Is like <laughs> magic. Kind of just gets retconned to being alien powers and yep. alien force and omniverse and stuff. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. 
Yeah. Like, it's so cool to having magic established as a thing, and then just in the later series, they're just like, no, it's just all alien. Mm. I mean, you know, it's just playing on the whole fact that any like any technology that is sufficiently uh, advanced is indistinguishable from magic. Yes, Velma. Yeah. But yes, that is the episode. Thank you both for joining us on this episode. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Of course. And sorry for the endless debating and snarkiness. It's fine. All right. Let us get out of here. Let's do some plugs. I always forget whenever we have a guest. Do they go first? Do I? Oh, um, I think the guests go first. Okay. Please, the two of you, uh, plug whatever you would like to. Okay. All of your stuff. So, I guess Silva doesn't have anything, so I guess that's just me. Um, I'm Crest. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyCrest, and, um, just the word Crest on Pillow Fort. Um... From there, you can find your way to my fanfiction stuff, which I will update eventually whenever I finish Wolling the Pit of Despair. That is writer's block. Um, every other Sunday, I um, stream D&D on Twitch. Um, and those same VODs get turned into episodes that I upload to a podcast called Many Stories, Many Games um, that I produce and edit myself. And um, yeah, that's kind of it because I've kind of stopped streaming video games because I stopped being fun to stream video games. Um, yeah, that's me. I've got nothing. Maybe follow me on Twitter at EsperZM. That's okay. about it. Alright, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, if you want to come guest on the podcast, or tell us your own thoughts on this episode of Fenton, you can find us at Pod Engage. Or if you want to talk to me, Charlie, you can find me at Magic underscore Pride, where I tweet about things. It's different all the time. By the time you listen to this, March Masters will be over, and Phantom might have won, Phantom might have lost. Can't see the future, but uh, by this point, you'll know. We'll all know. The winner uh, will be determined. And if you want to know more about Phantom, you can go listen to Otherware, Other Pod. Pod? At Otherware Pod, where I play Phantom the Brain. Or you can go listen to Breathing Space at Breathing X Space, where I was in Season 2 and 1, and I will for Season 2. Or you can go follow Devoid of Space at Devoid of Space on Twitter, where we have a trailer out, and we'll have our first episode out by the end of May. And that is everything I currently do. Take it away, Cassidy. You can find me on Twitter at Madlobot, and it says M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, and you can find my podcast, or find my website, which is all my podcasts and stuff that I've guessed it on, on my website, which is at uh, madlobotanist.neocities.org, same as my Twitter handle, neocities.org. I, I bumbled my way to that last part. It's okay. Oh, yeah. I just remember something else right. I could plug. <laughs> we are all over the place with this episode. Um, You can also find me on, on the podcast called Dungeons & Pop because I have kind of become a cast member over there without really intending to. But oh, there it is. I am running a bunch of one-shots. Um, maybe by the time of this episode, my cipher system one-shot would have started. Hmm. Yes. You should all go do that. Charlie, bring us home and this. It's it's fine. (laughs) So until next time, it would be so cool. If it weren't so not cool. Cool.